Welcome to the Takro Connect podcast. I'm your host, Iman Bukhait. In this podcast series, we will be hearing inspirational stories from students who found success in the Student Takro program and from IT professionals who are in a position that the students aspire to be in one day. Today our guests are Litsi, who was part of the Student Tech Crew program, and Chris, who is today the Vice President at Cyber Analysis and Operations. Welcome, and thank you for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for that. Good to hear from you, Litsi, as well. It's pretty cool to be able to have a chat with you today. A little game just to get started. I'm just going to ask a question that I ask everyone who is in the podcast with me. If you were a component on a laptop, what would you be? Litsi? Um, that's a good question. If I were to be a component on a laptop, maybe I'd be the speaker just because I'm kind of like a shy person. So it has to do with volume. Maybe a speaker probably because I'd want to, um, you know, people to hear me and be able to create sound. Well, it's good that you're here with us so everyone could hear you. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Chris, what about you? You know, I didn't know I had to study for a test. Um, let's see. I would probably go with memory, so RAM, random access memory, because I have random knowledge and memories of just random things throughout my life. It's a bit of a burden sometimes, so I need a bit of an upgrade as well, but let's go with, <laughs> let's go with RAM. We're good with that. Lindsay, I know that you've been in the Student Tech Group program for three years, which is amazing, and I want you to talk about what you're doing right now. So right now, I'm currently enrolled in school still. So I'm studying in order to attain my cybersecurity degree. And then I just have a part-time job and I'm still studying, you know, try to work on getting certain certifications that'll help me find a job. Which you will do. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping. I hope so. Well, Chris, I just presented you as Vice President Cyber Analysis and Operations in Dell Technologies. What could you tell us about what you're doing? So my role here, as you mentioned, Vice President of Cyber Analysis and Operations, we call it A&O for short because it's a bit of a mouthful. Basically, I lead a department that's really responsible for protecting Dell in a few ways. We really work to protect our networks and systems by looking for cyber vulnerabilities and weaknesses, and then we really help the tech teams to fix those things. We also have a team of ethical hackers that essentially just try to break into our systems and networks and software and really model the same, we call TTPs, techniques, tactics, and procedures that the bad guys do. So we're able to really learn from that and then build better systems and defenses to help prevent that from happening in real life, right? The third big thing that we do here in my department is we have a global team that provides Zell with 24-7, what we call eyes on glass, security monitoring and instant response capability. So no matter the time of day or week or even on holidays, we have team members who are really keeping an eye out to respond to cyber incidents at a moment's notice. We also do some really cool things like threat intelligence and threat hunting, digital forensics and investigations. But all in, we're really here to help make sure that Dell stays safe and secure. Litsi, talk to us about the Student Tech Group programming first, and then we could take it from there. So basically, I was in high school trying to find any IT classes that were being offered, 
which at the moment there really wasn't very many options. But luckily I ended up choosing the one, you know, that got me to be a part of the Student Dell Tech crew. From there, I was in the class for two years. I'm part of the Student Dell Tech crew now. But yeah, it's just been an experience. You know, I've got to be a part of lots of amazing opportunities. This podcast is one of them, for example. So you were looking for anything related to technology in the field. Did the program impact your career aspirations or was it there from the beginning? I think I've always had an interest in technology, but the program made me want to continue the path in technology. So I do think it helped me strengthen my interests. Yes. What was the biggest lesson that you learned in the program? I think the biggest lesson I learned being a part of the program was to never be afraid. The program was relatively new and I was still, you know, a little girl in high school. So I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I don't know if I can be able to do it. But I think, you know, just being a part of the program helped me grow and made me, you know, step out of my comfort zone a little bit. Probably the biggest lesson was to never be afraid and just do things you wouldn't think you'd normally do. I heard that you were featured on a video with Michael Dell and then on the news. What was that like? It was definitely nerve-wracking at first. Of course, I was nervous, you know, the days leading up to it. I couldn't sleep and everything. But once it was over with and I finally did it, I was so happy and all my family around me were so happy. You know, they were bragging, oh, she was on the news and she was in a video that was featured in Dell Technology World. It was really great. It was a great thing to be a part of and to do. Chris, what should Litsy be doing to prepare to be on your team one day? I've been lucky enough to be in positions as a hiring manager for many years now. I'd like to think that I've learned a lot along the way in terms of what skills do I look for when I'm hiring future employees. Not to brag, I have a pretty good track record and I think I have a pretty good idea around this. And so if we're talking early career and folks new to the field, I look for a few things. Definitely curiosity. And I like to understand what sort of things the candidates have done to help feed some of that curiosity. I look for a lot of self-starting and motivation type things. So boot camps, certifications, and a lot of those things are really great. And at the same time, there's so much information that's out there on other things that you maybe can't learn in every academic type situation. So how to build a cyber lab at home, creating your own firewalls, learning new programming languages, things like that. I remember I was myself studying for a set of seven or eight Microsoft exams years ago, and I bought a bunch of old cheap hardware from eBay and had like a mini data center in my house, you know, just so I could learn and tinker with it. So when I talk to candidates who maybe don't have a lot of the professional experience, I'd like to talk about those types of things. You know, tell me about the programming languages. Tell me about the scripting languages. Tell me about the software that you've utilized. You know, tell me about your home lab. I also like to see a lot of involvement in the community. And this is a great example of that. There are a ton of different organizations to join cyber meetups, conferences, open source communities, and even being like really active and engaging on LinkedIn, for example. So yeah, curiosity, drive, self-starting, motivation, and of course, the technical aspect of the field. And we can teach and train a lot of that on the job. The underlying passion and curiosity is what really sets people apart in my mind for me. Well, that's excellent advice. Lizzie, I hope you took notes. I did, I was. <laughs> I was taking notes. Are there any specific certifications that you recommend for Lizzie? You know, here's the thing. There are a ton of different cyber disciplines in our field. 
What's interesting to me is as I'm listening to Litzy, I'm also thinking about my oldest kid who is going through a cyber boot camp, and we're having a lot of these same discussions, actually. And I'm actually helping him to prepare for the Security Plus certification. While there are so many different divergent paths and fields of specialty within cybersecurity, there are a few that may give you kind of a common baseline knowledge and understanding in general. I think the CompTIA Security Plus is a really good example. GSEC, their level one security certification, but that would be another great one. What my advice to folks is try to get some of those baseline underlying certifications and then maybe try to find one or two small slices of our field and specialties that really stand out to you that you may be really passionate about and just learn as much as you can about that particular space and look into the certification paths for those, whether it's on the penetration testing side, whether it's on the blue team or cyber defense side of the house, or even the administrative and policy side. A lot of people really love what we call the GRC or governance risk clients side of the house. Going back to the core question, I think the Security Plus gives kind of a great underlying baseline understanding of the field in general, and then kind of build on that from there. Well, thank you for that, Litsy, and all the students that are listening. You have everything you need to get started. I am curious to know, is there something you learned in the Tech Crew program you didn't expect to learn? I'll probably say my person-to-person interaction skills. So like I said before, you know, I'm a shy to myself type of person, but you know, a big part of the Dell Tech program is customer service skills, of course. So I dealt with, you know, a lot of peers and a lot of my fellow classmates in school um, with laptop repairs. So I took that with me from the program and now in school and college currently, you know, I'm collaborating with my classmates in my job right now. I definitely was not expecting to gain the customer service skills, but I do think that was a big thing, you know, that was very prominent that has helped me definitely a lot. I'm glad it was and proof that you're on the right road. You're here with us talking. For a shy person, you should be proud of yourself and we're definitely proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll echo that, Litsy. And I know that it's not always an easy thing to put yourself out there and get involved. One of the things that people might think when you're entering a technology field or cyber field is that, you know, you're going to be kind of heads down on your own, banging on a keyboard all day. <laughs> um, but that's not the case. I mean, we're all part of a team mm-hmm. and the ability to be able to partner with others, communicate, collaborate, and work on a goal as a team. It's kind of an overused phrase, but cyber is a team sport. And so the ability to be open and transparent and be willing to communicate with others, that's kind of a huge benefit in this field. And it's something that I think is probably a little underrepresented. It's that ability to be able to communicate, collaborate, and speak with others in public. Mm -hmm. When I say public speaking, I don't necessarily mean like being able to do a TED talk, right? In in front of hundreds of people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but more along the lines of learning how to prepare messaging for your ideas, what you're trying to convey in kind of clear and concise, meaningful ways. We kind of say you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you can't or aren't willing to really effectively articulate what you're trying to say, you're not going to be able to influence or be effective in your approach. So I've seen that as an area of opportunity for a lot of folks entering the field. 
they feel like maybe because they don't have the experience or the knowledge or the tenure that it's not their place to speak up. I think it's the opposite. I love to get new talent in, diverse views, diverse skill sets, diverse ideas. If we continue to have the same people looking at the same problems the same way year after year, we're never going to innovate. We're never going to be creative. I just applaud you for putting yourself out there. It gets easier over time, the more that you do it. (laughs) And hopefully you get positive feedback from those around you while you're doing it. Yeah, thank you. That's really great to hear because sometimes, you know, it is nerve wracking. But like you said, I noticed it in school, you know, in classes, it's collaborating, troubleshooting together is a big thing. It's something that I personally work on. You know, I'm doing this right now, so I know it's a big thing. Technology and cyber is always evolving. So my question is for you, Chris, how do you stay up to date with the latest technologies and trends in the field? I don't want to necessarily date myself here, but I've been a part of the cyber community for, gosh, well over 25 years at this point. And I've seen a lot of changes over time, of course, not just in the technologies that we utilize, but the methods and the motives that the cyber criminals and the bad guys utilize. What we like to say is, as we develop better mouse traps, the mice just keep getting smarter. So it's been kind of a game of playing keep up and catch up for those past 25 years. But I think there are a few ways and Dell has amazing relationships with our partners and vendors. And so that's been a great way for us to make sure that we're staying on the cutting edge of the latest advances in technology and security for sure. So leveraging those partnerships has been great. And just like I mentioned earlier, like staying involved in the community, the cyber community, while it's growing, is still a very small kind of niche community um, that hasn't been around nearly as long as a lot of the other professions. But you can go to any security conference or local chapter And just the passion that people have to talk about who they are, what they're doing, what they're interested in, what's the latest project they're working on. So much of what we use in this industry was actually developed through what we call the open source community. And these are just really passionate people who've been working on the same projects for many years to help make our own industry better, faster, meaner, stronger, all of those types of things. So staying really connected with the industry. But again, it's always changing. I mean, Things look so different today than they did five years ago. Five years ago, they looked a lot different than they did five years before that. Now we're talking about things like blockchain and quantum computing and machine learning and artificial intelligence and chat GPT and all of these things that we didn't really even contemplate five, 10 years ago. So we'll see the technology change and we need to change with that. I have one more question for both of you. Let's start with Vinci. What is the most difficult thing you have learned in technology? I'd say probably the most difficult thing I've learned in technology, honestly, is probably to never give up. Like Chris was saying, you know, technology is always innovating. There's always new things to learn. There's always new things to study. So I had to remind myself to never give up. Although I feel like sometimes all I'm doing is studying, you know, I have to remind myself that technology is the future and it's my future and something I want to be a part of. So that's probably the most difficult thing that I've had to learn and had to, you know, grasp and be okay with. Motivational speech. I love that. (laughs) Sound like an old pro. You've been doing this for a while. Exactly. (laughs) You've learned in such a short time what it takes many of us decades to learn. So kudos. 
Thank yeah. you. I'm glad. Thank you. And what about you, Chris? Yeah, that's a good. Litzy took my answer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Like I said, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've done this type of work in multiple fields. I spent a lot of time in the military, and I've done you know, healthcare and retail and intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance. And what I found is that while it continues to advance, technology is always going to be technology. I think one of the difficult things is that it's kind of a yin and a yang because we're a people-oriented industry, but that's also one of the best things about it. Like, I love the cyber industry. I love the people. I love the tech industry and the people involved. What makes it difficult is that on the other side of the coin, we are fighting a battle against their side, well-motivated, well-funded, and well-organized threat actors and bad guys. So there's the other human side of the aspect of this. The reason why we have to keep up why things can be difficult for us on the tech side is because there's someone else on the other side who seeks to take advantage of that which we have under our control today. When you're dealing with humans, that changes the game. So the same technologies and defensive controls and all of those things that we employ to help keep ourselves safe, the bad guys use the same things to try to counteract that, right? It's kind of been an evolving spy versus spy, cat versus mouse, whatever you want to call it type thing. But we're doing this because of people. On the flip side, the bonus is we have amazing people at our own disposal and on our own teams to help um, fight that battle with us. Well, that's really inspiring. Thank you for that. Lipsy, do you have any questions for Chris? I do. I want to know what motivates you? What do you like best about your job? Great question. And it's going to sound probably kind of corny and cheesy, but I just really love the people that I work with. I have a, a pretty large team working for me and with me, and I love to say that I work for all of them. Super motivated, super smart, so well-intentioned, and they always have Dell's best interests in mind, and they just go above and beyond day in, day out. So one of the things that really motivates me every day is just knowing that I have a great team behind me to help continue to push the needle forward, keep Dell on the leading edge of technology and security and safety. And I've just always been a human-centric, people-driven leader. I love the technology piece, don't get me wrong, but the technology doesn't really talk back to you and motivate you and engage you and congratulate you and pet you on the back necessarily. So I love doing all those things with my folks very proud of them and, and all their efforts day in, day out. And again, that's part of the cyber field, which I mentioned. It's, it's just a great tight-knit community. People are always looking for ways to give back, share knowledge with each other. And that's why I've been doing it for so long. That sounds like an awesome team to be a part of. Well, you have a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> you have a goal now. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I will. I know. Um, Chris, do you have any questions for Litzy? What would you say when you talked about, you know, in high school, they didn't really have a lot of maybe the programs or the access to really stoke your own kind of curiosity and passion for technology? Um, and I guess maybe it's a two-part question. What kind of sparked that initially? I mean, was there something growing up, you grew up with computers or video games or something that drove you to that? And then have you experienced any kind of challenges or barriers to entry? feeling your way through the community? And if so, is there anything that you think that we can do as leaders in the industry to help work through those things? Honestly, I've always had an interest, like I said, in technology. You know, I was the type of girl who would make music videos on my iPod when I was like in elementary school. Um, <laughs> and then also, I think something that makes me more interested in doing it is that there's not lots of girls in the field. 
there's this big stigma like for example when i talk to my girlfriends i'm like oh you know i'm doing this cybersecurity and it or whatever and they're like well isn't that kind of more of a guy thing and i'm like no girls can be a part of it too i know people think it's more of a guy type of thing and you know why are you doing this if you're a girl and i'm like i think everybody can be a part of it if you like it you should do it um so i think that's just a big thing that i kind of had to learn and grasp that no matter what you can do it if you like it no, I love that. And you're absolutely right. There's more than enough space for you in the field and anyone and everyone, regardless of your race, creed, religion, color, ethnicity, mm-hmm. sexual preference. It doesn't matter. We need all of you to help make our field better. And just the enrichment that we get, I think, from having people from all different walks of life and different thoughts and views. My wife is in the field. She's an executive in cyber as well. I have so many talented women on my teams and folks from all different types of walks of life, as I mentioned, and all over the globe, in fact. And every time we add another person to the team, it just enriches our culture and enriches our ability to be better at what we do every day. So I'm glad you feel like that there's space for you and we're (laughs) we're happy to make more room for for folks in the field. Awesome. Well, you guys are rock stars. I love this conversation and I have one last question for Lidzi. Well, kind of a fun question. <laughs> if you could sum up your experience in tech crew, in school, part-time job so far in with one emoji. One emoji. Um, oh, that's a hard one. I got to remind myself of all the emojis that, that are available. <laughs> um... Honestly, probably just a smiley face. I'm glad, you know, I'm happy in life. I love what I do and I love where I'm going in life. So I'm just happy. I'm a happy person. So I'd probably just say the normal smiling emoji. Well, that's the perfect answer. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining us and for sharing your insights and experiences. That's great to be part of it. And uh, thanks again, Litsy, and congratulations so far and best of luck in all you do. Of course. No, thank you guys so much. And thank you for your advice. That's it for today. To our listeners, please like and subscribe to our podcast and be sure to join us for more inspiring Tech Crew Connect stories. I'm Iman Bukhay. Thank you for listening.